Welcome to the Sport Mind podcast series, where I sit down with world-leading guests and unlock the secrets to mental strength in sports. Today, before you dive into the episode, I have something special for all listeners. Are you struggling with self-doubt, overwhelmed by performance anxiety, battling inconsistency, or facing fear of failure in your sport? Are you looking to overcome these obstacles and conquer the mental game? Well, I've got just the toolkit for you. An ebook I wrote called Overcoming the Top 10 Mental Obstacles in Sport, which you can get today completely free of charge. This comprehensive ebook is a treasure trove of practical and actionable strategies tailored for athletes who want to unblock the most common mental obstacles. Each chapter offers digestible advice, providing immediate tools you can apply to enhance your mental game. Readers have been raving about the insights and the transformations they've experienced with this guide. Teresa from California emailed recently saying, your guide is brilliantly helpful. I've just been getting into it and I'm truly excited to use it to help with the obstacles I face regularly. I wrote this ebook to be concise, punchy, and most importantly, practical for immediate application. And the best part, it's completely free, a token of your commitment to your mental and athletic growth. So click on the link in the show notes right now to grab your copy of Overcoming the Top 10 Mental Obstacles in Sport, or simply visit the SportMind Hub by Googling SportMind Hub. Equip yourself today with the knowledge and tools to face those mental challenges head on. Now, let's jump into today's episode and get ready to elevate your mental game to the next level. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to your next installment of the podcast series. Today, I have on the show Alexia Klonda. Alexia is a breathing expert and mindset coach. She has a phenomenal personal story to tell about how when she discovered what correct breathing is in 1996, that this saved her life. She would not be alive today if it wasn't for this, and she is very confident in saying that. Because of the life-changing impact correct nasal breathing has had on her life, it has become her passion and led to a 25-year study to understand the science behind correct breathing, as well as to now also teach the methods to a global audience. Alexia is a pure inspiration. And I feel so lucky to have captured this content on the show today. She does a wonderful job of balancing the complex science of breathing, as well as giving some really great and simple tools for you to practice and use right away. Alexia has also been kind enough to create a whole playlist for breathing in the SportMind app. So please do go check it out if you're keen to learn more and to begin to practically apply correct breathing to your life. There is a huge link between correct breathing and mental health. She references studies done in the last few years around this link and how it improves overall life satisfaction as well as performance in whatever domain you are in. We take a very deep dive on the show into a very undervalued and often incorrectly used tool for our body and our mind. If you would like to get hold of Alexia and know more about her work and get some coaching, please do email her on mindbreathingedge at gmail.com or her website www.themindbreathingedge.com. Both that email address and website are in the show notes. So please sit back, get ready to learn a lot, follow along to the breathing techniques, and enjoy. Alexia Klonda, welcome to the next episode of the podcast series. Really, really chuffed to have you here. I know we go, we've been going back for about a year, back and forth with some really cool stuff. But um, yeah, listen, welcome. I'm looking forward to this chat. And but uh, always a good place to kick off. I think um, hand it over to you if you want to give maybe a brief introduction to yourself, um, what you're currently doing in regard in the world of breath and mindset work. Thanks very much for having me on the podcast. Very excited to be here. Yes, it's uh, it's interesting to say the least. Well. 
my background is squash, 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 and squash. I've been in squash now for 49 years. I started um, as a 13-year-old. I never, I never been into sport. I hated sport actually because of the asthma. Okay. And I went along to the uh, local squash club, and the squash coach uh, slash uh, manager there said, "You've got a bit of talent. If you live, breathe, and eat squash, I'll help you become a champion." I went, "Go for it! Yeah, nice. let's do this." Nice. And uh, he said, "I've got talent," and I just did everything he said. And he was a great man, actually a visionary, because he taught me how to coach whilst mm. he was coaching me. And in four years, uh, four years later, I was the world, uh, was world number one. I just won the Australian and British uh, Junior Championship. And uh, then I got really, really, really sick with asthma. I got an infection in England and my asthma was just set off severely. Mm. And I came home and uh, I went straight, I went into hospital eight times that year. Um, I couldn't defend any titles. Wow. And it was really sad because they told me you have to give up squash because, you know, your asthma could kill you. So give up squash. And I went, no way, Jose. Mm. I'm not giving up squash. I've just started. And I made a – actually, I made a decision. I said, I'm never, ever, ever going to let asthma beat me or control me. And uh, two years later, I was back um, back training and playing, and uh, I I became world number five, represented amazing. Australia. Uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And the thing is – I, I actually, it's just clicked now. My coach said, "If you live, breathe, and eat squash." Breathing. Here we go. And the that, word. The, the word breathing. Um, as an asthmatic, everybody said you've got to breathe. You've got to breathe, but no one told me how to. Mm. And like when I was so about 20, 23 years later, I come across this breathing technique called the potato breathing technique that had just come in out come out of Russia mm-hmm. because the Iron Curtain had just fallen down the year previously. So here I am, you know, reading a couple of articles about this technique and then it's on the TV, you know, this miraculous cure for asthma. And I was very sceptical. Mm-hmm. So I went and then just quickly for for yeah. timeline's sake, what yeah. r- what roughly when was this? Two thousands, nineties? Can you remember? Nineteen ninety six. Okay, cool. Nineteen ninety six. Bottom line is I look they taught they told me that breathing, you have to breathe through your nose. And I went, no, nah, what? No one's no one's told that to me before. And it changed my life. Mm. It actually, it was a game changer because just before um, I was, you know, it came out, my asthma, my asthma was uncontrollable. I was nebulizing every hour hmm. and I was on massive doses of steroids, anti-inflammatory, and it wasn't holding me. I was actually... For the first, pretty much the first time in my life, I thought I was going to die. So I just couldn't control the asthma. And I was wheezing. This is how I was breathing. This is how I was living every day. So it was a a game changer. It was a lifesaver. So ever since then, I have, I've been breathing well and I teach people how to breathe well. I, I, I learned the method for myself and then I learned how to teach it. And ever since 1996, I've been helping a range of people breathe better. Perfect. Breathing through their nose, not their mm. mouth. Mm. And really learning and understanding what good breathing is, how it affects us um, emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And, uh, wow, it's opened up a whole new world to me. Amazing. Where it allows me to help people have a better quality of life and that's what it's all that's what i'm all about Perfect. helping people help themselves 
to understand themselves so they can have a great quality of life, they can be happy, they can help be healthy, and that they do understand and really reconnect to their own capabilities and abilities within themselves. Beautiful. Beautifully yeah. said. And thanks for sharing some of that backstory. I'm going to probably unpack parts of it as we go. Um, yes. First thing that came to mind, uh, well, well, just before I jump into that, we're obviously going to talk quite a lot about tools today and that, you know, anyone listening to this podcast, I think hopefully by the end of it, you know, with your expert knowledge, with you being at the forefront of teaching this for quite a while now, you know, it'd be really great that, that people are going to extract some of this. So I'm going to kind of really try pull as much out of you as I can. But before Please. I jump into that. <laughs> yes, the, um, do it. Obviously, you know, breathing, and I've been really interested in it for quite a while now. It's quite interesting when you said 1996, because that's quite a long time ago now, in all honesty, that, and and I suppose the question I have is, why why don't we know more about this? I know you're at the forefront trying to teach it, trying to really put it out there, but it's still something that we just take purely for granted, isn't it? It is. You said it. We take it for granted. It's like your health. Until you have a health crisis, you're just chugging along, chugging along, thinking, oh, you know, I'm alive, so I'm a, whatever I'm doing must be okay. But it's uh, it's like eating, breathe, eat well. We now know that, you know, there's a big difference between good food and, you know, processed food, uh, fresh produce to processed food. We, we humans take a lot for granted. And um, as I said, until you have a health crisis, you just don't know until – you, do, you don't know mm. what you don't know. Mm. So until someone points it out, you know, you don't know. So what I say to people is what could you be doing better? Like, okay, for instance, a squash match or a soccer, whatever. You lose a match or you win a match. Particularly when we lose, then we're down. That's the crisis or that's the, you know, like, oh, that's hit me in the guts, mm. so to speak. I say to people, ask yourself a couple of questions. What could have I done better? What did I need to learn from this? How can I learn from this? So with our body, you know, we're, we've got these set of norms, you know, breathing rate, um, you know, uh, normal weight range, mm-hmm. uh, our blood work, you know, normal ranges for our blood work that doctors can say, okay, well, all these, 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 all these tests that we do where there's a normal range of for life. Uh, it, for our human body, it's called homeostasis, the balance. We're in balance mm-hmm. and all our organs are, are, are working well, our breathing, our heart, our mind, everything's in sync. And uh, what happens is people don't realise that they're out of sync. You know, they, they just don't realise. We're just so, I think, not even ignorant, but we just don't. As I said, we don't know what we don't know. And until we it have an extreme, crisis, an extreme kind of, yeah, like a jarring effect on you, isn't it? Like the, the exactly. kind of, we can just kind of go, hey, we're, we're all right, we're, 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 yeah. we're fudging through life in a way. But then it, it, it takes something where you're in a hospital bed to kind of realize, oh, okay, I better oh, pay attention here. Absolutely. And the body gives us signals all the time, little signals to start with. And then if you're not heeding those signals, it'll bring out the baseball bat. Hence, you know, a major heart attack or a major, oh, my goodness, you stopped in your tracks or something. Yep. You know, something will happen. The the unconscious mind or the way the energy works is, you know, we're given little signals all the time. but And energetic, whether it be physically, emotionally or mentally or spiritually. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Mother Nature or the universe goes, that's it. You're not, you're going down a track, but you're really, it's not good for you. So I'm going to give you some messages. Mm. As I said, the old, instead of the baseball bat, I'll go, the old squash racket comes <laughs> out and dogs you on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so we, uh, we, a lot of people, as I said, take their bodies for granted. 
you know, mm. they, we, we, actually, I think uh, mankind does take a lot of things for granted, mm. and I think our human body is one of them. Um, and someone like me that has had ill health since 10 months of age, mm. I, I used to take it for granted, and now I don't. Mm. I really don't because I'm very mindful of what I'm thinking, what I'm saying, and what I'm feeling. And uh, they're the three things that we have complete control over. Mm. And uh, oddly enough, a lot of people think we don't have control over our breathing, but it's the one one involuntary um, action of the body in, um, that we can actually control. And that's in a lot of science papers now because what I've been doing for the last, was it, 20, ooh, 26 years, science is now catching up with what I, what breathing coaches or breathwork people have been saying all this time and way before mm -hmm. it's kept there's i think i was on a website frontiers new um frontiers uh website yesterday it's a you know publishing house or uh, and uh, there's about a hundred a thousand and sixteen articles on breathing Wow, wow. It's becoming much more popular, isn't it? And much which is more great, popular. which is really Absolutely. good. And, and as we go through, I, I definitely want to unpack some of the, I suppose, highlights you're seeing in the last few years, but that's maybe just for a little bit down the line. So can I investigate with you a yes. pretty simple question this? Why should we pay attention to our breathing? Because it affects everything we do. It affects everything from our thinking to our, um, you know, our uh, our nervous system it affects our nervous system, our immune system, our uh, cog cognitive um, uh, processes. It affects everything. In it affects us on every level, and uh, the quality of our breath can determine the quality of our life. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so let's um, try unpack some of that science because I know you you yeah. you've shared with me lots of great content in the past. There, there's actually great playlists on the app that um, you very kindly put across. So um, first thing I'm hearing you say, nose breathing. Uh, this is this is the fundamental first yes. step, right? But, yeah. you know, just where you're at right now, how does this all begin? So, so when someone starts nose breathing, what happens to our body? What happens to our system when we maybe change from that mouth breathing to nose breathing? Straight away, you're getting more oxygen in. Oxygenation, proper oxygenation is occurring. Mm -hmm. When you are breathing through your chest, you are putting a, a lot of people, okay, I'll go back one step. Our lungs are are housed in our chest. Our it's uh, the chest is a cavity where our heart lives and our lungs live. Mm -hmm. Okay, our breathing muscle is the diaphragm, which just sits below the ribs on uh, above the belly or above the stomach, and it's a muscle. Just and just like any other muscle, if you don't use it, you lose it. Okay, it stops working after a while. It atrophies. So nose breathing into your belly will start will start that diaphragm working. You're actually and what a lot of people do when they mouth breathe, their diaphragm starts working. So you've got to physically, you know, mechanically start her up again. Nose breathing, breathing into your belly. It's going through the diaphragms, and you've got to like you're you're, you're, you're sticking your belly out to to remind it to work. But mm -hmm. nose, it all starts in the nose. The nose. Just, just on that, can I unpack that yes. real quickly? Because I think people yeah. listening might even try, like even try this. Um, yes. So please. when you're going in through your nose, what do you recommend people pay attention to if they want to access that diaphragm? If they want to work on that muscle yeah. that you just expressed is, is a yes. very powerful thing. Can you just give a couple of tips on on what they should pay attention to? Sit down, lie down, whatever. Get comfortable, okay? Put your put one of your right hand or left, doesn't matter. Put your hand on your belly. 
put your hand on your belly, just relax, you can even close your eyes, and just breathe in through your nose, gently, easily and softly, not a big breath in, like no need to do that because the air knows where to go. The body knows what it's doing, okay? We don't have to think about that. So just hand on the belly, breathe into your belly, and as you're breathing in, just stick your belly out. Stick it out, okay? And then just breathe out through your nose and relax that belly. And do that for about five, six, ten times. You're going to find yourself relaxing. Mm -hmm. So sort of hand on the belly, Breathe into the belly. Don't have to over-breathe. Don't have to overthink it. Just relax, as I said. As I said, gently and slowly breathe into your belly. Right, Get your belly to rise. So physically, you're rising your belly. You're making it raise. And then you just breathe out and your belly relaxes. And you, as you breathe out, you just relax. Just mm -hmm. relax into it. Mm -hmm. And what I would ask you to do is you're breathing in, you can count it if you like, say maybe for one, two, three, four, five. Breathe out. Five, four, three, two, one. And hold it for two and one. Breathe in for five, four, three, two, one. And breathe out for five, four, three, two, one, and hold for two and one. Awesome. And that's, I'm just going to, uh, hopefully I'm going <laughs> to, that sounds super relaxing. I just did that there. So anyone that's done that, hopefully you've not fallen asleep so far in this podcast, but that's a, a great little tool uh, to be able to use. Um, I'll come back to the science in a second, because I think that's really interesting for people to understand this. I know I'm kind of interweaving the kind of the science and the practical application. I think that's a cool way to try to do this. Um, you held your breath at the, at the, at the kind yes. of full exhale. You know, and, and yep. again, we might not get into this just yet, but there's loads of yep. different breathing patterns. There's the box breathing, yes. there's the yes. four, seven, eight breathing. Yeah. Um, yep. Holding your breath, what's the value there? Do you hold it okay. when you inhale at the top sometimes? Because I've heard that. Mm. I've also yep. you know, holding it at the bottom. What's your preferred version? My preferred version is holding it on the out after the out breath. What's happening is it's very, very simple uh, uh, about gas exchanges. CO2, carbon dioxide, is not just a waste product. It is vital for homeostasis, for good health, for health, for actually us being alive. There is a certain uh, amount of uh, CO2 in the body that the body needs to have to function, for the organs, the brain, respiration, etc. And that on that outbreath, when you hold it, you're actually accumulating CO2. You're not just breathing it out. You're actually accumulating it. Mm -hmm. And it's called the in respiration, it's called the bore effect. You've got the oxygen that we're breathing in. It uh, it sticks onto the blood cell, the hemoglobin, and it requires CO two to come along to the hem uh, to the blood cell and release the oxygen from the hemoglobin. If the, if there's not enough CO two, oxygen can't be released. If it's not enough, uh, again, there's an issue. So CO two is vital for life. Mm. If we don't have enough CO two in the blood, we're going to have some some ill health and and or we're not going to be around for much longer <laughs> so co2 is not just a byproduct the other really important gas and it and it is actually taken in two ways it's take it's uh, produced in the sinuses 
and it's taken in by the food is nitric oxide. It's a um, smooth muscle relaxant. It's a bronchodilator. It opens up your airways and it's a vascular a vascular, um, vascular dilator. So it means it's opening up our arteries for more blood flow. So CO2 is produced in the sinuses. So mm-hmm. when we're breathing in through the nose, we're producing nitric oxide, which is vital, again, for good health and proper functioning of our body. So there's a couple of gases involved, and that's, you know, pretty much that was discovered actually by a, a Nobel Peace Prize winner. Okay. Um, which is interesting because I just found out that the other day. I've been doing all this research on nitric oxide. I went, oh, my goodness, there you go. It's interesting. Wow. So it is all this this breathing, better breathing, good breathing for our health mm. is all based in science. Nice. It's not mumbo-jumbo. It's not woo-woo. Because some people, again, because they're taking their breathing for granted, they look at me like I'm, I'm out from outer space. And I'm going, guys, I'm an asthmatic and it's, I learned this the hard way. And I tell you, if if I knew all that I knew now, way back when I was playing squash, I have no doubt I would have been more number one. I have no doubt. Mm, nice. um, and if I'd known about the breathing and the mindset work. Mm, powerful and stuff, eh? Very powerful. And it, it's it's like practicing squash or for any sport or anything. A bit of it's accumulative. Good and I this saying perfect uh, practice makes perfect. That's a myth, and that's really that's putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Good practice makes better and better and better. It's a cumulative effect, getting better and better and better, a little by a little by a little. It's a cumulative, and that's what that's what the process is. Exactly, exactly. The process for progress. Yeah, and I do a lot of work talking about that. Um, I use the Chinese bamboo tree analogy. I'm not yeah. sure if you come across that where you plant a Chinese bamboo tree and you need to yeah. fertilize yes. the soil, you need to water it, you need to cultivate it. It takes five years to see the first shoots. But when the first shoot appears, it grows oh. 90 feet in five weeks. But it's 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 so many people stop watering or they change their soil because they don't know that underneath the surface without seeing something, the roots are taking hold and the real foundations are working. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I think when, when someone's maybe trying to enter a breathing protocol, say they want to get better breathing or use an intervention, use some of the lessons in the app. Um, everyone wants the kind of results in two weeks and it's like, no, no people like it's, it's going to take time, isn't it? Um, so what, I think we've already mentioned it. What's your like, you know, your tip for the, 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 the first steps, is it just become more heightened, heightenedly aware of your breathing in day-to-day life? Like, is that just what you would recommend people do? Absolutely. Just notice what, how you're breathing. Just notice it. When you're walking, are you breathing through your mouth? Are, are, are your shoulders raising? Is your chest raising? Because again, I see it so often. Take a breath in, take a deep breath in straight away in through the mouth, you know, that big through the chest, and I'm going, oh, my goodness, no, you've just actually, to by breathing through your mouth, you've just switched on your sympathetic nervous system, the fight, the flight, the freeze or the faint response. Mm-hmm. When you breathe through your mouth, it's actually switching on, it's the catalyst to switch on the stress response, the fight or flight. You know, do we stay or do we go? Mm. Way back in prehistoric days, you know, the fight and flight kept us alive. Very useful, but we haven't developed a lot. (laughs) And now instead of the dinosaur or the saber-toothed tiger, it's modern-day stresses, COVID, 
is there enough money in the bank? Oh my goodness, you know, how am I going to pay the mortgage? Oh, I've got a, st- I've got a test. Uh, I haven't been studying enough. Oh my God, I've got a big match. I've never, I've never, I've never beaten this person. Oh, uh, 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 and just it escalates. When you breathe through your nose, just sitting down, be aware. When you're walking, just being aware. Are you? Uh, is there a shortness of breath because you're breathing through the through the mouth? Just be aware. Awareness in everything in life. When you're aware, you can change. Breathing really, through really, the nose. Sorry. No, I was going to say just just totally really really well said. Really uh, powerful stuff. Then I want to just explore that that link now a little bit. Um, but actually, before I get there. Um, any more science in regard to breathing? So you've spoken about the oxygen, you've spoken about the nitric oxide, you spoke about the carbon dioxide. Um, and again, maybe I'm putting you on the spot here, but does anything come to mind when you go, okay, if people aren't still quite convinced of the science, mm. they go, you know what? I'm just living my life. I'm going to be yeah. gulping air through the mouth. It's fine. I've got this far so far. How can you help um, if people yeah, people's minds need changing? What, uh, what comes yes. to mind? Okay. I will mention a study. Uh, published in the Frontiers in Psychology. Um, um, It's a uh, 2017 study found that diaphragmic breathing can improve cognitive performance and reduce negative consequences of stress in healthy adults. Whilst a 2018 review of the literature published in Frontiers in Human Neuroscience went even further proclaiming that breath control can change your life. According to the study's authors, researchers from the University of Pisa in Italy, slow breathing techniques trigger changes in our cardiovascular, respiratory and central nervous systems, which lead to increased comfort, relaxation, pleasantness, vigour and alertness and reduce symptoms of anxiety, depression, anger and confusion. Mm -hmm. What they have now shown as well, again, by nose breathing by diaphragmic breathing it reduces straight away blood pressure because it's the nitric oxide has increased proper oxygenation can occur and by the way oxygenation occurs in the bottom half of the lungs not the top half of the lungs and if you're not breathing through your diaphragm the air is staying in the top part of your lungs lungs not the bottom half where it all where it all happens where the mm-hmm. where the good stuff happens so again, research is more and more research is done on breathing, just that blood pressure alone. Yeah. If and how many people have high blood pressure in this world? I'm I'm fortunate, I don't. I'm on the other side of the spectrum, a little bit low. So, you know, like I can get angry and no, no rising mm. of my blood pressure. So science tells us this. Yep. It's not me, it's science. <laughs> I have, you know, I've got a ton of research papers and there's just one recently that was published in April, uh, a study from Denmark, and it's showing that breathing affects brain activity. And What, and what in particular again, do you know? Do you, have you, have you looked deep into the, that yet? Not yet. I haven't read the study. I, I've just, I'm just correlating. I'm just getting the studies, mm-hmm. but I haven't read it. But I, I could actually, Jesse, while we're on here, while we're on, mm-hmm. I can actually get it up quickly because I yep. just actually did it. That's um, fine. I just looked at it yesterday. So while and we're speaking, yeah. What what and, I'm I'm going to explore while yeah. you while you kind of pull it up and have yeah. a little look. This is this kind of the kind of the next part of the conversation is is that link between 
like a healthy mind in simple terms like yes. how how is this strong link because you know we both sitting here we both know the power of the mind yeah. and the value it yes. offers you're coming at it from a breathing and mind angle i'm mm. coming at it from more of a mind but i'm linking breathing in a lot yes. um, i'd be interested to know even just whether you want to reference the study whether you want to just give us okay, your own yes. your or your own interpretation of this I what's will. the link I... between healthy well breathing and a healthy mind okay the study suggests that breathing is more than just something we do to stay alive. It suggests that brain and breathing are closely intertwined in a way that goes far beyond survival. To actually impact, it actually impacts our emotions, our attention, and how we process the outside world. Our model suggests there is a common mechanism in the brain which links the rhythm of breathing to these events. Breathing can affect our mental health. There we go. That's, wow. say that's no more, what the study eh? said. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's say no more. Exactly. And this researcher goes on to say that there's going to be more and more and more research on breathing in the future. It's it. now open. The, the floodgates have been opened. Amazing. It Amazing. has been open and they're it, not going to close. It feels like I was, I was speaking the other day with someone. I think I, I, partly heard it but partly was expressing this it's you know we know so much about um high level performance and we'll maybe talk about breathing with us soon but we know the diet we know about rest we know about our muscles we know about the mental side it feels like breathing is is the slightly untapped version just yet but it feels like that curve is going to rise pretty quick I, I you know you've got these nfl football teams and premier league soccer, soccer teams talking about you know they're employing breathing experts to make sure that these these high performers you know, they obviously employed like nutritionists and physios and all that, but they're actually doing the breath work so much more now. And um, what do you think of that as a link? Absolutely. I have been my own human guinea pig. I, and I don't, I don't, uh, oh, you can try it because it's not going to hurt you. I tape up my mouth and I know there's been a lot of people on TikTok, you know, going wild, it's gone wild. I've been taping up my mouth for, uh, when I go to sleep for 26 years. Hmm. That's I've equated that to over 10,000 days, 61,000 hours I've taped up my mouth. Wow. So I'm retraining my jaw and my subconscious to shut the mouth when I'm not conscious because we know the subconscious is awake 24 7. Hmm. So I'm retraining, I'm you know, retraining the mind. Bottom line is what I've found with my own experiments that I don't get a sore when I train. I recover much quick, more quickly. My breathing rate goes down very quickly. I'm 61 years of age. I've had a couple of heart attacks. Wow. As I said, I've had ill health all my life. I've never known good health. And uh, what I have found, even after the heart attacks, I actually obviously I've survived the heart attacks. They were severe. I had a 75% blockage in, in a major artery. Wow. And the doctor told me, if you... If you have another heart attack, it's either going to kill you or you're going to be a vegetable. Hmm. I was lucky. It got stented. But one, why I've been able to be here after knocking at death's door quite a few times, my fitness and my determination. But being my own human, human experiment, by taping up my mouth whilst I've been training, it has just shown me that, again, I can recover quicker. I, I'm clearer in the mind. I can focus more easily. I, I can, as I said, 
I, I'm not you know, huffing and puffing in those big rallies. Don't take it out of me where it takes a couple more rallies to recover. Mm. Um, I'm just so much more alive. I've gotten fitter as I've gotten older. You know, I, I was I was fitter. I can remember in 46, you know, I'm like, oh, geez, 46. I was, I was playing in the Australian closed. So I was playing all these kids half my age, and all of them are ranked in, or most of them are ranked in Australia. I beat three of the top 20 ranked players in Australia wow. when I was 46 years of age. That's phenomenal. And, and I attributed that to, because I know how to breathe. <laughs> yeah. and I know how to Mind you, I know how to train and also the mindset stuff. I didn't believe, other, oh, you can't possibly play this. You know, you're 45 years of age. Don't be stupid. That might be, be your opinion, but certainly not mine. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that story. And, and, and yeah, you, you know, just thinking there as you were speaking, it's going, well, you know what? Has taping up your mouth pretty much saved your life? You know, I know it's a big sweeping statement, but you know what I mean? It's kind of like, it'd be interesting, not interesting because it'd be morbid, but if you hadn't found the breathing techniques, like, you know what, to be blunt, would you still be around now? Maybe, maybe not. No. We don't quite know. It's what you, I, you say. No, my yeah. doctors have said it, actually. My doctors have said it. How are you still alive? Hmm. They, if if they didn't know, they said, if I was just looking at your medical history, I would ask, when did she pass away? Seriously, that's wow. what they've told me, hmm. and and I and and they know me obviously, and they know, yeah, the breathing has. I've said it, and I will say it until I'm black and blue. <laughs> the breath, it was a gate. I was, I was, I was dying when I, way back in '96, nebulizing every hour, having a hundred milligrams of steroids. I was going down the gurgler. My mother was sleeping in the same room with me because she was scared I was going to die. And she's always thought that with the asthma. So I can honestly say, and my health history says it, I don't need to prove anything to anyone. My health mm. history says it all. You know, I'd have to make up anything. It says it all. And and I I would be dead. And with the other uh, things that have happened, you know, with the septicemia, with the hip replacements, with the heart attacks, I don't joke when I say I've I've knocked at death's door. Yeah, I ha have knocked at death's door, and the doctors have said that to me. Well, how are you still alive? We don't. And my doctors say you're not normal. And I go, thank you. I take <laughs> that as a compliment. Exactly. Because what I attribute to is the breathing and the mindset. And I've mm. done uh, quite a few modalities. Uh, two of them, NLP and Theatre Healing, which is one of the modalities I use in my mindset work, they have saved my life. Wow. A and I don't say that jokingly mm. um, because there's no other reason how I am alive. It's fantastic. <laughs> so, fantastic. Wow. Like, and, yeah, so carry on, please. I know I say to people, no matter what is happening in your life, and life, I don't believe, happens to you, it happens for you. I've learnt a lot. And, again, that my take is, how can I, any, any adversity I've been through, any adversity that comes my way, how can I learn from this? What am I learning from this? What do I need to learn from this so I can grow and evolve? Because that's what I'm here to do. I believe every human being is here to evolve and grow and be the best versions of ourselves. And so by, by bringing awareness to breathing a mindset and having said that COVID, i i obviously look at the newspapers i look at the news i look at google and see what's trending 
COVID has highlighted what is good breathing, breathing and mindset. Big time. Totally. I think there's been, I, I, I worked out, give or take, a 400% increase in articles on breathing and mindset alone. Mm, there we go. Mm. Yeah. Hence, yeah. hence, we're having this conversation now and, and trying Absolutely. to keep, keep opening that door, keep keep bursting it open for people to hear. And yeah, wow, Absolutely. it's again, just in reflection of, of your journey and your life. And obviously, we can maybe separate it out. There's just the pure physical side of the breathing that you've done and yes. how that's maybe helped the physical side. But I'm yes. really curious to explore the mental side. And that's that's obviously oh. um, you've run experiments on yourself. And yeah, you could have had a, had a victim mentality pretty quickly going, yes. wow, this is what is this life? I've been dealt like the worst Ooh. hand of cards, you know, uh, so many people when they get it wrong. It would be interesting to know, and these are all just like little experiments I'm thinking, if you hadn't used the breathing interventions that you had found, would your mind have got you through it? I don't know, possibly not. You know, the mind is really mm. strong, but mm. for me, it's sounding like there's such a strong link there. You know, you 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 probably had a good mindset anyway, but yeah. then when you laid on the breathing at, in 96, when you started doing that, as well as the correct mindset, it mm. almost was like a rising tide lifts all ships, doesn't it? You know, you Absolutely. Know, what do you think of that then? Like, just again, you could think of personal experience, you've told us some, but also maybe even with your clients and, and some examples of, the breathing and that mindset link, that healthy mind, healthy breathing. Oh, wow. Yes. Healthy mind, healthy breathing. They work together. They work hand in hand. Okay. Because at the end of the day, we are, I believe every human being has potential, everybody. And to really maximize that potential, I think we need all the tools in the toolbox. So, it's like you know, whether you call it the pie or whatever. Okay, with an athlete, you've got nutrition, you've got the physical. Most people with athletes think it's all physical. It's not. It is the mind. We now know that the mind is powerful, mind over matter. The mind, and instead with the physical, it's not the body controlling the mind. It's the mind controlling the body. So we've got to really understand how, how are we thinking? How do we process things? And with the breathing, the breathing allows us to be calm, to relax, so we're clear. The breathing with the mind stuff alone, 25% of the body's oxygen requirements are, uh, sorry, the oxygen, 25% um, of the body's oxygen uh, oxygen goes to the brain. Mm-hmm. 25%. For such a small, like I say small, but it's quite a kind of dense unit, but it's just drawing on it the whole time, isn't it? Always. So again, if you're not breathing well, no wonder you've got brain fog. No wonder you can get some headaches. No wonder you're not feeling like 100%. You got, you know, like how can you when you, when, when not enough oxygen is going to your brain, which is pretty much, you know, the control center, the go. control center, the nervous system is the control system of the body, the nervous system. Mm -hmm. So when you're breathing, we know depending on which way you're breathing, it will either, uh, you know, you're going to go in that heightened stress response, pretty much where most of us are all the time now in the 21st century, or you can switch off and relax. And we know as athletes, we must switch off and relax because when we're resting, it's actually when the body is hardest, when it's working, for muscle growth, for uh, that's where actually we're getting the most uh, productivity when we're actually resting, not where whilst we're actually training and uh, letting the body do what it does best. And when those oxygen needs are met, and when your body's functioning normally, when all those organs are functioning normally, when your nervous system is in balance, 
that's when the good stuff happens. Amazing. Really, really well said. And I'm going to, at this point, signpost people um, back to the app again because of your content that you've very kindly contributed. You, you've you got quite a few practical tools in that playlist where people can just follow along to your breathing. You gave us a little quick demonstration of it earlier. So there's some really, really good content on there. And towards the end, I'm going to signpost people back to where they can find you because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening are going, yes, I need more uh, Alexia in my life. <laughs> um, so um, Alexia, breathing and nerves. Um, so let's kind of zoom into like the sporting arena, yeah. any sport doesn't really matter what sport. And even on sporting, going into a board meeting, uh, yeah. pitching a big proposal to a client, mm-hmm. whatever it is, breathing and nerves. Can you help yeah. us with this? Absolutely. Again, just that little exercise. Sit there. Okay. A little bit of visualization here as well, because mm-hmm. I think we now know the power of visualization as well. So I would suggest you just sitting down just to get, become again, become aware of your breathing in through the nose. But just imagine, I'd say, breathing in a white light because, you know, white light pretty much is, you know, purity and cleanliness and all that kind of, all those things associated with it. So just breathing in the white light and just become aware of you know, what you're feeling, the body, and any discomfort, any, you know, stress, any pressure, just breathe it out. Breathe it out. Give that a colour too and breathe it out. Breathe it out. And as you're doing that, you can visualize like going onto the soccer pitch or going onto the squash court. Imagine going on there and you're completely relaxed. And then you can quickly recall a time when you were playing really good squash or whatever you were doing, or you had a really good business meeting. Just recall that time. And straight away, you're going to get some feelings coming up because it went well. And those feelings, what you can do, you can expand those feelings. As you're breathing in through the nose and out through the nose, you can expand those feelings. What we're doing now is changing from one state of being to the next. And you're visualizing. And now what you can do, you visualize a time when that went well, whatever what whatever you were doing. And now you've got those feelings. And now you're magnifying those feelings into every cell, every part of your body. Now imagine you going into that meeting, that squash, onto the squash court or onto the squash uh, soccer field or whatever. You're going to be in a certain state of being where you're you're ready, mm-hmm. and you're actually visualizing it as well. So that's what I do before a meeting, before I actually um, am with a client, before I go and train, before anything. That's what I do. I visualize the the breathing calms me down. It's switching on the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest, relaxation, and creative response, and digestion, digestion. Mm-hmm. So. By breathing through the nose, calming it down, we're switching on the parasympathetic nervous system. And by the way, breathing is the key uh, loophole feedback for the nervous system, breathing, breathing. There was another study done. They were um, they were uh, measuring respiration uh, rates and they were um, getting people to visualise a certain situation and then they uh, you know, uh, were measuring their breathing rates. Mm-hmm. And what they found is certain situations changed breathing rates. And then what they did is they they got these people to breathe how they were in, the, in certain situations. So the situation changed the breathing. Then, then what they did is the breathing changed the situation wow, and the feelings that's that awesome. came up. That's so very amazing. powerful stuff, very powerful mm. stuff. So, again, utilising now, the, the, bringing in the emotions, which we know can you know be good or good or ne- uh, okay positive or negative, um, and they affect you. Our emotions run us. 
mm-hmm. what we think, what we feel, and what we're saying to ourselves or what we say to other people. So, again, being mindful of all of those can change your state of being and then how you act, how you respond, and what action steps you take and how you are, bottom line. Brilliant. Being Brilliant. aware of you and getting out of your own way, so to speak. <laughs> Love it. And and I'm just I'm almost like visualizing just that that 25%. It's just like, yeah, that's our almost like imagine the brain is this massive dashboard with levers and toggles and dials and you know it's work it's actually we need it we need to fuel it we need to fuel it with that oxygenated blood the the uh, exactly. parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system yeah exactly like exactly if we if we know okay, we're getting upset oh right right now just calm down just breathe but now you know how to breathe instead of like breathe in through the mouth which most people do oh no just the nose and the nose the, no- the nose is the our, our filtration system. It's 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 because we've got little hairs and other things in our nose. We've got uh, it warms our air, it humidifies our air, it cleans the air. So if you can imagine, you know, you've got this air uh, coming in. If it's going straight through uh, through the mouth, it's going directly into our lungs with no filtration. It's like go. I, I, I liken it to. Okay, I'm going for, actually, yesterday I was walking home and I saw a runner. And, you know, here in uh, New York, in in America, it's uh, pretty cold. Um, It's nearly clicking over to winter. And he's breathing through his mouth. So he's getting all that cold air in, going directly to his lungs. That cold air hits the lungs. They go into spasm. Mm. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? You know, there's no, and, you know, we understand how, how your body works, Work with your body, be your own best friend, and hey, your body is going to do some great things it for will. you. It will, body, body, and mind. And it's funny you say that because I, I know when I started really paying attention to my breathing, I was actually listening to a podcast on a run. Um, I think it was Tim Ferriss was interviewing someone really interesting, and it was all about breath. And the yeah. guy was pretty much saying it was funny. He said, "If you're on a run, run, listening to this, do this." And ever since then, yeah. like maybe five or six years ago, and it was shut your mouth. Briefly yeah. knows it was brutally hard at start, but what I'm what I'm My kind word. of saying, you probably well, you probably notice it more than anyone, but I just notice it all everywhere now with people like you just you're almost looking. Yeah. Is their mouth open and just they reading a, a magazine on a, on the subway and they breathing through their mouth and you know knowing what I know and what especially you know about breathing, you must want to just go up to people and shake them and be like, shut your mouth, breathe through your nose. <laughs> Uh, just you said it. I do want to shake them and just say, please, I say this endearingly, shut your mouth. Exactly. Exactly. That's what, exactly what my mother was doing to me <laughs> when I was learning this technique because there's certain exercises you need to do. So we've got a breathing centre in the stem of our brain and it's like a thermostat. You're breathing through your mouth. You've straight away offset that breathing, the breathing centre. So this series of exercises resets the breathing centre. And exactly, my mum was saying all the time, shut your mouth, shut your mouth, shut your mouth. And, you know, we were joking, oh, mum, it's, it's a lovely way. You know, you're doing it because you love me. You say, shut your mouth. So I mm. loved it. But I, actually, I was at the US Open a couple of months ago. And I'm sitting there observing their breathing. Not one top squash player, not one player at the US Open and many other tournaments Breathe through their mouth when they're playing squash. Mm-hmm. I want. I've got. I I use kinesiology tape to tape up my mouth when I'm training mm-hmm. and when I'm playing squash. And I tell you, as I said, I come off. Wow, the benefits. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
people look at me strangely. I don't care because I know what this is doing for me. And I I wish I could tape everyone's mouth up because (laughs) I tell you, just in a couple of days, and this is the beauty of the breathing, it's going to, in a couple of days, it's going to change their breathing. Mm. Mm. And, And what I'm, and when, and then when you learn how to breathe properly, Oh, my goodness, you're on your way to better nice. health, clearer mind, a strengthened immune system, and you're going to get the good stuff going through your body. Mm. You're, going to open, you're going to open up pretty much everything and your body, you're helping your body work more efficiently. 100%. It's really interesting. It's I, I'm, I, I'm on a bit of a big exploration about um, just, just a lot of breathing, again, just zooming into squash here, but um I'll get my athletes like when they approaching a ball now I'm feeding them and they'll be on the inhale as they approach. And then they Mm -hmm. go and inhale through the nose and then out through the mouth as they hit. And then when they're getting back towards the T they're going inhale to kind of activate the split step and then out. I know that's getting technical for anyone that doesn't listen to squash, but there's so much I'm trying to investigate with, with good breathing in the performance environment. So that's my follow-up question is, Again, I, I think I know the answer to this, but when you're competing, let's use any sport or you know, you're in the middle of a pitch of a board meeting or something like really important, and you're in that high performance environment, I don't think you can really pay attention to your breathing that much because maybe your brain needs to be using its its energy for high cognitive functioning, whether it's executing the shot or the movement or the pitch. It's such a balance, isn't it? Because I think if you get an athlete or a high performer thinking about breathing in the moment when the pressure's at its highest, not like in between rallies or when there's moments of pause. I don't know if I'm kind of make, explaining myself well here, but how much do you, would you suggest people think about breathing when they're actually in the moment of a high stakes situation? Well, what's your thoughts on that? Okay. I'll put it this way. You breathe 24-7, 365. You don't have to think about it. What I'm going to say is think about it before. Okay. Get the calm. Be calm. Do that exercise that we we did. Just because what the big difference between what I teach and what breath work or in yoga, I am teaching you how to breathe for life 24-7 so you don't have to think about your breathing. Big difference. Nice. Big difference. And this is where I find the potato technique that, that I taught, that I learned and teach, we're resetting your breathing for life so you don't have to think about it. And But if you are getting a bit anxious, just to, literally just through the nose. That's what you have to think about. You know when you're, okay, on a squash court, you know how people are putting, you know, the players are putting their hand on the wall. Mm-hmm. Mind you, that's an anchor, so that's a bit of NLP stuff, but you're anchoring. So if you're putting your hand on the wall or you're just walking back to the service box or to receive serve, just breathe through the nose. That's it. Just breathe. Just breathe through your nose during that time, not during the rally, but during that time. When you're on a soccer pitch, you know, after you've hit the ball, when you walk, whatever. In a board meeting, just when other people are speaking. Or, you know, and we know uh, breathing when you're speaking. In through the nose, you're speaking out. You're speaking on the out breath. Then you you shut your mouth. You take a breath in through the nose. It's called circular breathing. Just doing that. Just be mindful of that. You don't have to pay. You know, be overly attentive to it. Just be mindful of it. Nice. And it's before before you go in, or you know, go and have a drink of water. And as you have drinking the water, before you you know that that glass hits your lips, just a couple of breaths in through the nose. Just a couple of breaths in through the nose. 
you know, out through the mouth. You can occasionally breathe out through the mouth. I don't mind that. It's not my preferred. I do everything in and out through the nose. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, mouth breathing isn't too bad when you're only doing it for a certain period of time. But if you're doing it habitually, all the time it's 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 we actually it's now termed chronic hyperventilation hidden hyperventilation over breathing and that's what's actually what what you're actually doing when you're mouth breathing you're hyperventilating you're, it's hidden hyperventilation hmm. and it's called dysfunctional breathing bottom line that's what the doctors or the scientists call it dysfunctional breathing so just be mindful of it not whilst you're doing it but it's before and after where you really have to go back to that good rhythmic breathing pattern in and out through your nose. Amazing. Well, really well answered. That's exactly kind of the, kind of what I was trying to get at. It's Mm. what I'm hearing you say. It's finding those moments of space. Yes. You can, you can bookend it at the beginning and end, but when you're in, in the battle, in the board meeting, whatever it is, it's, it's being mindful of the little spaces where you can do it. And actually there's a whole other layer to that. It's just, it's, it's grounding you. It's being present. It's actually paying attention for the spaces, which I think is also a whole interesting mindset Mm. topic as well. Absolutely. You said grounded. And you just, if you want to ground yourself, you can imagine just breathing in and just imagine that breath going all the way down into the into the ground, into Mother Earth energy and take a breath up right from the middle of Mother Earth energy and let it coming up through your body, through your body, through your body and just let the out breath. And again, there's all these little visualisation techniques that you can do exactly. to ground yourself and grounding is very important for humans, very, very important. And this just that little exercise alone. Actually, Jesse, that might be a good one for the app is the ground, little breathing grounding exercise. No, I like if you, it. Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're happy to uh, get some content, I'll be more than happy to Absolutely, host it. Absolutely, yeah. I'll do so, that. Um, hopefully this doesn't sound like a negative question, but when you're taping your mouth up, Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I completely get it. I experimented mm-hmm. with sleeping, but I kind of actually mm-hmm. found that I think I sleep very naturally with my mouth closed because I'm right. dehydrated. I, I, my, my partner says I don't snore at all. So maybe right. that's a sign, but Perfect. what's, have you come across? Maybe you haven't any like real negatives about taping your mouth. And, you know, I'm kind of thinking worst case scenario, someone becomes, they might yep. be listening to this and go, right, I'm going to put like crazy tape on there. Look, yep. we don't want people going nuts no. and then passing out on the treadmill and causing injuries or things Absolutely. like that. So any tips, advice about just yes. not overdoing it? Of course, what I would suggest, micro pore tape is paper tape. Paper tape, it's very thin stuff. What I would suggest, I would suggest you die, die diagonally put that across your lips diagonally when you're asleep because you know you're if you're especially if you are a snorer you're a mouth breather Mm. so your subconscious mind for the first couple of days you know you'll basically take it off it could end up in your hair on your pjs wherever it lands because your mouth is so open to 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 be your mouth is so used to being open it will come off then what will happen, you'll get more, your subconscious will get more familiar with it and it will stay on. You're you're not going to die when you do it. People go, oh, my God, trust me, your mouth will open. The force of it will just open. So don't worry about it, you know. And the thing is when you're training, can I suggest first, obviously I do it, I know what I'm doing. Mm. And I had with the, with the retraining of the running on the treadmill, took me three weeks, what I did first, I just shut the mouth, you know, and then I would just walk. Like I'd walk, you know, with my mouth closed. And then and I'd start jogging. And then I'd be shutting my mouth and just having the corner of my mouth open. 
So I was I was just experimenting. But what when it was becoming too much for me, slow down, slow down, a couple of steps back, you know, slow down. You know, you're in control of how fast or slow you go. Slow down. Mm-hmm. So your body can catch up. Okay. If you do tape your mouth up again, just start go gentle. Go gentle, go gentle. I'm, I'm actually with a college team at the moment. I'm, I'm getting them to tape up their mouth. Straight away, the first day, they said, oh, my goodness, I felt better. I felt not, I could, yeah, just felt different. Awesome. But I just got them to do it for 10 minutes. It, I'm not saying it's easy because it it's something that, you know, like we, whoever thought about taping up their mouth? By the way, I really do believe it was, I think, Bateko is the only breathing technique that did that, and I learned that 26 years ago before breathing and breath work became the rage. So there is a way to do it, and it is. You have to psych yourself up, so to speak, because I certainly learned I did have to psych myself up. Mm. But it, then I've been doing it for 26 years. I'm still alive. I tape up my mouth when I'm training and playing squash. It was a bit difficult, um, but I, ju- I just persevered. But I knew I needed to step back if it, it was a bit too much and I was becoming ill. If I did worry, or, or no, I just slowed down. And, and everyone, we can slow down no matter what we're doing. And you're doing it whilst you're training, not while you're going and playing a match. Mm-hmm. Because what the whole idea of taping your mouth is, it's teaching your subconscious, it's teaching that muscle memory to, to do what you want it to do. And this is the whole thing of, you know, mindset. We're retraining the mind. We're re wiring your mind we're firing up the different neurons to 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 build up those neural pathways you know that jesse i know yep. that anyone that does mindset this is what it's about you know going mm. into the deeper stuff and understanding how your body works really really well said alexia and again i think i'm really glad we covered that just in case everyone some of you super motivated just want a bit of a health thing but again how you book into that with actually it's just you're you're retraining your subconscious so then when you need it the most under pressure when when it's really hitting it's like right i can actually access that part of it which is great absolutely absolutely it is about accessing your subconscious because that's what runs us Mm -hmm. that's where the programs are you know we're like a computer out with the old program in with the new Always upgrading. always upgrading, always upgrading our software. Mm-hmm. Technique, whatever it may be, Jesse, we're always upgrading. And this is where I say growth and expansion. And we're learning about ourselves, how we work, how we are, you know, again, being our own best friend. Help Is your mindset and your breathing or anything you do hindering you or helping you? Are you getting the outcomes that you desire? So if you aren't, change the process. Mm. Totally. You've got to change some, change it. Change. You've got to, if it's not working, change. And yep. and oh, I'm too old. I can't. That's a, Mm-hmm. That's a, I'm 61 years of age and I'm still learning. <laughs> there we go. Good, a lifelong students, and that's that's the way it should be. Um, listen, Alexa, you've been an absolute treat today, and and I think maybe a nice way to maybe bring this to a, a close. You've given some amazing advice. It kind of feels like one of these podcasts. You know, I'll listen to it several times and learn something new every single time. But in closing, maybe could you leave the listeners with some, maybe a main tip or main tip, some immediate wins they can use when it comes to breathing? You might repeat yourself, but that's fine. I always think it's a good way yeah. to to give some quick wins to maybe wrap up the show. Of course, it is. It, I, I will repeat myself. Please just sit yourself down. Just be aware of your breathing. Just be aware. Breathing in through the nose. 
And it's that count and then out and then hold. It's going to calm you down in like 30 seconds. And you, again, it's clearing your mind. It's going to, you're recentering, re you're refocusing, you're resetting, you're resetting. And if you wish, imagine just if you're having a hard time or something like that, just recall a time when you were happy. Recall a time when you were enjoying yourself. Recall a time, whatever it may be, a happy time. Straight away, you're shifting your state of being. So breathing in through the nose, out through the nose, just relaxing. And as you're breathing out, just relaxing those shoulders. Breathe, really let it go. Let it go. Recall a time when you were happy or doing something you enjoyed. It's going to straight away bring a different state of being or it's going to put you into a different state of being. And then just imagine doing something. You, you know, Just whatever you're doing or whatever has triggered you, just imagine, let it go. Just let it go. Give it a colour if you want. Just let it go with your out breath. And that's going to put you into a really good state of being, good frame of mind. Superb. Well, I feel in a very Zen moment here. I've got a lot of uh, meetings and Zoom calls today, but I'm going to go into each one of them with a bit of grounded breathing to start and really hope to feel like get the mess out of myself. Um, so, um, Alexia, I, I can imagine people really want to maybe talk to you a little bit more about this. I think now mm -hmm. let's ask them, well, can, if you can signpost where people can maybe access you. You work with clients. You do a lot of online stuff now. Yes. People might be really interested to go, actually, I want to I want to speak with her. I want to get some, some of this myself. And you'll walk yeah. them through breathing techniques and mindset stuff. Where can people find you easy um mind breathing edge at gmail.com my website is the mind breathing edge.com always happy to chat with people i mean i want to help as many people as i can i never i i don't want people to suffer or to go through what i went through um in in any on many levels and if i can help just one person Hey, it's to me it's more satisfying than winning a major event. Because winning a squash, you know, a squash tournament or a major event is just for me. But that's what I that's why I love what I do. And that's much of why you love what you do, Jesse, because I, I want to help people and to help people to, to impact other people, to be able to make a difference in one other person's life is major for me. And I really do believe that's why I was put on this earth to help people. Phenomenal. Beautifully, beautifully said. And in the meantime, if anyone wants to jump onto the app, I'm going to signpost it again, a lovely, you know, course and playlist that you created um, a few months ago. People can go straight in there and kind of hear more from you on this, but hopefully people can get in contact with you. It'll be in the show notes. Um, Alexia Klonda, I look forward to some future chats. This has been an absolute treat for me. Thank you so much for today. Thank you, Jesse. Have a good one.